Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Giving a Cup of Cold Water. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, I will update further as needed. However, it may have been a bit ambitious of us to have said we could launch our new website on January 1st of 2023. If I have to, I will update you further. I may have to push the release date back to the month of February. Your patience is greatly appreciated if that needs to happen. God bless you all. Last week was our Thanksgiving episode titled, A Reason to be Thankful, posted on November 27th. In that episode, we examined if we can be thankful despite our life situation. The questions were asked based on the fact Tradition holds that we find something to be thankful for. What are we thankful for? Is there anything this year that you can be thankful for? Yes, globally, we have in many places around the globe issues causing a lot of negativity and, in some cases, fear. Yet, in all that, can we find anything to be thankful for? There must be something no matter how small or great. In fact, even if one considers something to be thankful for as small, it is a great thing because it is something one can be genuinely thankful for. Yes, you did not get the raise in salary you wanted for some reason. Yes, you have to live with that old car for another year or two or longer. Yes, you have to do a big repair job costing thousands of dollars. So, you insist that you cannot find anything to be thankful for? Despite all that, isn't there something you can find to be thankful for? You are well fed, you have a good job, you have a home and car, and you cannot find anything to be thankful for? To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, A Reason to be Thankful. This week, we examine the gesture of giving a cup of water in our first of four Christmas podcasts. Do we do it because it is simply a gift out of necessity? Or do we do it for nothing more than the recognition of it? Our first scripture passage is about rewards. Is there a reward for giving a thirsty person a cup of water? Our scripture reads, Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Whoever receives a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, I tell you the truth, 
he will never lose his reward. From Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Jesus is speaking in this entire chapter. First, we notice in our study passage, verse 40. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Notice that anyone who receives any of us humans receives him. Whoever receives Jesus receives the one who sent him, his Father. Do we need to be saved in Christ for that recognition? It almost appears that by receiving another human being, we also receive Jesus and thus the Father in heaven. How does that work? Now, notice verse 42. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, I tell you the truth, he will never lose his reward. Is that a reference to our salvation in Christ, as many believe? Or is it simply saying, in the name of Jesus, and then following through with the rest of your proclamation? Nonetheless, that seems impressive. Jesus tells us that if we only give a simple cup of water to a thirsty person, we will never lose our reward. One has to wonder just what the reward is, especially if it is not our salvation in Him. Notice further, there are three reasons for reward. One, Whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. 2. Whoever receives a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Then the final comment. 3. Whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, I tell you the truth. He will never lose his reward. We have two distinctive rewards. Then in the third example, we already have a reward that we cannot lose if we exercise the simple gift-giving of a cold cup of water. It really is very simple, isn't it? We learn further. In all these three illustrations, Christ meant to teach substantially the same thing that he that would entertain kindly or treat with hospitality himself, his disciples, a prophet, or a righteous man, would show that he approved their character and should not fail of proper reward. To receive in the name of a prophet is to receive as a prophet, to do proper honor to his character and to evince attachment to the cause in which he was engaged. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Notice how this commentary passage opens about the three comments of Jesus. In all these three illustrations, Christ meant to teach substantially the same thing. That teaching being, he that would entertain kindly 
or treat with hospitality himself, his disciples, a prophet, or a righteous man, would show that he approved their character and should not fail of proper reward. So, the reward really is unnamed by Jesus' words in this scripture passage. Commentary does not name this reward either. Scripture, Jesus' words, tells us we will get an undisclosed reward for our action or actions in a specific situation of gift-giving. Whether we receive this reward now or after we arrive in heaven seems to have little, if any, answer now. The big question is, when do we get our reward? If we cannot see it, understand it, in this life, it seems that the next life is where we will receive it. So, focusing on the reward bears little, if any, relevance to us now. This is one good reason why we should not focus on the reward that Jesus will give us. He said he will do it, and that should be all we need to hear. Notice verse 41. It reads, Whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Whoever receives a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. In this regard, commentary tells us, To receive in the name of a prophet is to receive as a prophet to do proper honor to his character and to evince attachment to the cause in which he was engaged. So, what does it mean to receive a prophet? What does it mean to receive a righteous person? Our motivation should not be for simply the reward, but for success in the work of Christ, we should always be at work with. Digging deeper into Scripture, we read, At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child, had him stand among them, and said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn around and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself like this little child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me. From Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. Notice verse 5 compared to what we just read in chapter 10. Whoever welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me. Remember verse 41 in Matthew chapter 10? Whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Whoever receives a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Can you see the contextual connection here? Can you see that welcoming a child in Jesus' name also welcomes Jesus? And whoso shall receive one such little child? That is, 
Whoso shall receive and love one with a spirit like this child, one who is humble, meek, unambiguous, or a real Christian. As a follower of Jesus, or because he is attached to Jesus, whoso receives one possessed of my spirit, and who, because he has that spirit, loves him, loves me also. The word, quote, receive, end quote, means to approve, love, or treat with kindness, to aid in the time of need. Mark chapter 9, verse 38, and Luke chapter 9, verse 49, add a conversation that took place on this occasion that has been omitted by Matthew. John told him that they had seen one casting out devils in his name, and they forbade him because he followed not with them. Jesus replied that he should not have been forbidden, for there was no one who could work a miracle in his Jesus name that could lightly speak evil of him. That is, though he did not attend them, though he had not joined himself to their society, yet he could not really be opposed to him. Indeed, they should have remembered that the power to work a miracle must always come from the same source, that is, God, and that he that had the ability given to him to work a miracle and that did it in the name of Christ must be a real friend to him. It is probable from this that the power of working miracles in the name of Christ was given to many who did not attend on his ministry. From Barnes' New Testament Notes This tells us that we should be very cautious when observing others doing what looks like the work of God. They just may be doing the work of God in his name. Commentary told us, He that had the ability given to him to work a miracle and that did it in the name of Christ must be a real friend to him. It is probable from this that the power of working miracles in the name of Christ was given to many who did not attend on his ministry. Or, in other words, they that did miracles were not, in those days, necessarily direct disciples of Christ as the original number. Yet, Christ had given others, besides the direct disciples of Christ, the ability to perform a miracle or miracles. Barnes told us, Jesus replied that he should not have been forbidden, for there was no one who could work a miracle in his name that could lightly speak evil of him. More clearly, the person performing the miracle in question here was a person of Jesus Christ because Jesus knew they could not work a miracle in his name that could even lightly speak evil of him. Our next scripture passage tells us more. It reads, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, 
and all the angels with him. Then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate people from one another, like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, I tell you the truth, just as you did it for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Verse 40 tells us what the spirit of giving should be. By giving to others, we also give to Christ. This is giving above and beyond our tithe. Do not confuse the two. Who do we give to? To even the least of his, our brothers and sisters. That means we are not to specify in our minds and hearts to whom we give anything. That means giving to people who are homeless, hungry, needy in some way. We are not to be flashy givers, doing it for the showing to others to rank us up in the eyes of our brothers, sisters, neighbors, and society in general around us. We learn further. One of the least of these, one of the obscurest, least known, poorest, and most despised and afflicted. My brethren, either those who are Christians, whom he condescends to call brethren, or those who are afflicted, poor, persecuted, who are his brethren and companions in suffering, and who suffer as he did on earth. How great is the condescension and kindness of the judge of the world, thus to reward our actions and to consider what we have done to the poor as done to him. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Notice what Barnes said in the last sentence. How great is the condescension and kindness of the judge of the world, Jesus, thus to reward our actions and to consider what we have done to the poor as done to him. Right there, folks, is how this all works. What this study is getting to is the fact the judge of the world, Jesus, rewards our actions towards the poor as though we had done 
our deed to Him. Do you feed the hungry? Do you give a cup of cold water to the thirsty? Do you entertain strangers? Do you clothe the naked? Do you care for the sick? Do you attend those in prison? Today, there are many organizations that you can, at least, contribute to so they can do these works. While not doing it directly, giving money to those who do is still helping those who need it. However, before answering such questions, we need to be mindful of our own capabilities. We may not be able to afford food, clothes, or be able to take care of the sick due to harsh financial constraints or constraints regarding public illness. A prison ministry is much beyond many people today. However, can you give a simple cup of cold water to the thirsty? Can you help those who are spiritually thirsty? Satisfying their spiritual thirst is difficult at best. However, like someone traversing a long desert plain, we can provide some satisfaction to their thirst, however temporary it might be. For any reason that one can make such a gift, even if only a temporary solution. Yet, getting that momentary satisfaction of one's thirst can help one carry on to the end they are headed for. Even a brief reviving can work wonders. Our next reference is found in Hebrews. However, the full sentence is in two verses, which read, Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise shared in their humanity, so that through death he could destroy the one who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and set free those who were held in slavery all their lives by their fear of death. From Hebrews Does that bring to mind our episode about Onesimus? He became saved in Christ. These two verses in Hebrews gives us a clearer window as to what that looks like. But I digress. As the children, those who were to become the adopted children of God, or who were to sustain that relation to Him, are partakers of flesh and blood, have a human and not an angelic nature. Since they are men, He became a man. There was a fitness or propriety that He should partake of their nature. He also became a man, or partook of the same nature with them. Reference John chapter 1 verse 14, which reads, Now the Word became flesh and took up residence among us. We saw His glory, the glory of the one and only, full of grace and truth, who came from the Father. Continuing, that through death, by dying, it is implied here, one, that the work which he undertook of destroying him, 
that had the power of death was to be accomplished by his own dying, and two, that in order to this it was necessary that he should be a man. An angel does not die, and therefore he did not take on him the nature of angels, and the Son of God, in his divine nature, could not die, and therefore he assumed a form in which he could die, that of a man. In that nature the Son of God could taste of death, and thus he could destroy him that had the power of death, that he might subdue, or that he might overcome him, and destroy his dominion. The word destroy here is not used in the sense of closing life, or of killing, but in the sense of bringing into subjection, or crushing his power. This is the work which the Lord Jesus came to perform, to destroy the kingdom of Satan in the world, and to set up another kingdom in its place. This was understood by Satan to be his object. That had the power of death. The devil was the cause of death in this world. He was the means of its introduction and of its long and melancholy reign. This does not affirm anything of his power or inflicting death in particular instances, whatever may be true on that point, but that death was a part of his dominion, that he introduced it, that he seduced man from God and led on the train of woes which result in death. He also made it terrible. Instead of being regarded as falling asleep or being looked on without alarm, it becomes, under him, the means of terror and distress. But that Satan was the means of introducing death into the world and all our woe, no one can doubt, and over the whole subject, therefore, he may be said to have had power to destroy that dominion, to rescue man, to restore him to life, to place him in a world where death is unknown, to introduce a state of things where not another one would ever die, was the great purpose for which the Redeemer came. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. To note, the evil one, Satan, has been subdued in the world. Life would be far worse if he had not been subdued. Victory has also been had, which, in that victory, Jesus overcame him. The only thing still to come is the destruction of his domain. Until then, and whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, I tell you the truth, he will never lose his reward. From Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. Is not salvation in Christ a reward? Is eternal life the only reward we need? 
questions only you can ask yourself. Therefore, only you can answer. Next week, we continue our Christmas series. It will be the second of four separate messages for the Christmas season that can be easily tied to our thinking and actions. Are we letting social issues with three sicknesses in the wild at once clouding our view of things? Are world situations and issues causing you fear? We will study four separate passages to find the answers to these questions. Join us next week for our episode titled, Every Good and Perfect Gift is from Above. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site one two three dot m e at present we are located on a growing number of podcast sites so you should be able to find us on a platform you like we refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on sundays these sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.